the Ninja Rob Podcast with Marco Perazzo and Tim Carpenter. The podcast for the true martial artist. Big changes here at the Ninja Rob Podcast. Tim keeps showing up. Who? I, Tim, you. You who? keep showing up. Carpenter. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so now Tim, you know who I am this week. I, you know yeah. my name and everything. Was he yeah. not around last week? He, I not well, he was not on, on the last episode, but... I'm trying to dilute your presence. You keep coming back. You're like a some sort of wart. Froze you off for a week. You're, you're back. How would you know about all that? Oh, I don't want to say. Uh-huh. Mar- happily married man. <laughs> but you're back. So I'm, I'm here. I need I needed to bring somebody in to counteract your vitriol, all your nonsense. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, guys. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Uh, in the building, you've heard us refer to him as JB. That's all we're going to refer to him as. Thank you. JB. That's it. Devin Wade is here. Unfort- we, got, we got Joe Button here? Who, no, 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 who no, is no, this just, guy? Just, no, who is not, he? Wait, listen. There's all, there's all, this is reason. actually the guy that brought us the, the story of Ninja Rob. Mm. Yeah. So last yeah. week, the, you well, said that you invented Ninja Rob. I chose it as the name for the podcast. You did not choose anything, number one. It was my idea to call it Ninja Rob. Uh, all right. He told me the story about Who's Ninja he? Rob. JB. JB. Yeah. Don't act JB like he's not here. Let's, let's, let's try to keep he's, the conversation going in a straight line. I'm sorry. I'm, so, on, I'm on a lot of caffeine. I'll try to right. be more civil. Well, let's relax. Um, hey, you, he told us the story of Ninja Rob. Ooh, now it's us. Yeah. I'll, okay. Us. He told you and he told me. Us. At the same time. That's how it goes, right? Right. If we're referring to you and me, that's us, correct? We. Right. All right. And he is he. And so you we are. Linguistically, you. we have everything <laughs> is nailed down now, right? Yes. Okay. He told you and me, us, you and I, I'm sorry, (laughs) (laughs) the story of Ninja Rob, when we were trying to come up with a name for the podcast, I I suggested Ninja Rob and you accepted, and then we landed on the name Ninja Rob. I think you're you're, uh, misremembering this. Okay. Misremembering. Yeah. I believe this is is what you believe occurred. Right. What, What occurred? I think that we were uh you think yeah because like it's not your your story sounds like bullshit okay right uh and what i th- what my best recollection is that in on devin's former show they had a skit and a part of the show that they they would refer to a guy by the name of karate earl and karate earl we did it was he an actual person like yes, ninja oh so karate earl is an actual person and i thought that was great and when we were going through our machinations of show names, I thought, well, what if we go with Ninja right. Rob? You said that. <laughs> I think we could go back and look at the, the text messages and probably fi- figure it all out. You got receipts. Oh, wow. Look at yeah, that. It's probably you got, oh, you got, you got receipts? I don't, I mean, I don't hey. go back and scan through text, but I'm sure we could if you wanted to. So right. is it really important who... Well, that says it all, right winner. there. Right. So, Either way, both. Nah, we don't need to look. You it guys, I don't want to. Yeah. No, don't you can't. No, go for it. Go, go for it. Was I mean, that a two pond? Yeah, that was a two pond. No, yeah, yeah. no but see, here's the thing: is that I know. Well, either way, you guys stole it from me. We did, and then and then we cut him out. Yes, that's the best part. We used his guy. T-shirt money, no nothing. I didn't get nothing. I don't think we cut him out. Wait, yes. Oh, you want in? Because you owe Tim. You owe Tim about ninety dollars. Then I don't know. If you want in, I'll pay you in gold. <laughs> so, yeah, I I say I know that you. Even if I called you out on it, you wouldn't go back and find that text message. But you could. I, 
why would I? Why why would I incriminate myself? <laughs> Just saying. Right. So big things are going on. I don't no one's ever asked about how we name the show, but today we're gonna tell really? people. I don't think so. I've had people ask. I've never had anyone ask. I just say it's like a weird story. Yeah, of, I think it is a weird story. And I, I couldn't even do the story justice. I like no. this story when the story he awesome. I like this story when he tells it. Yes. Yeah. I would, people it was, just assume that one of you guys are, are Ninja, Ninja Rob. Rob. That's yeah. right. And it's, it's like Tony, Tony, Tony. No one's name is Tony. Listen, I, one, no one's here is Ninja <laughs> Rob. I, uh, the, the last episode where we had Zach Askin on and we were, you know, talking your relationship with the podcast is kind of up, you know, continues to be up in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gotten a flurry of texts from people. Host applications? You know what's going on. I keep telling him it's a cliffhanger. Come back next week. You have any of them? What's that? Text messages? messages? Who are they from? Who are they from? I mean, it it would be uh, the masses, bro. The masses. No, I wouldn't say the masses, but I I got at least three or four of them from people. Oh, there you go. True concern. Yes. So before we get into Ninja Rob, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Okay. I don't know. I thought maybe you you had. Oh, we got a lot of stuff going on? Yeah, we do. Because you seem quite beefy and burly. So I had. A dozen donuts last Yeah, night. what what did you just celebrate? My 40th birthday. Four oh. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's what's How's up. it feel? Am I the... Still, Devin, how old are you? 40. Oh, nice. When did you turn 40? March. Okay, so I'm still the youngest. Technically the youngest kind of. Yeah. I'm the baby. There you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you continue to look the shittiest, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, actually, can we, do, can we settle the hair thing with JB? Sure. Who's got, who's got better hair? No, no, no. That's not the question because your uh, your hair is thicker. Yeah, but and it's, it's long. It's longer. Hair, hairline, Who's got a better hairline? Whose hairline when it grows in? Uh, you can be honest. Oh, I am gonna be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you know, to like we have to, you know, like Timmy's Peninsula game is crazy. Right. You know I mean, like look at this. This you know what I mean? Right. That's what I'm that saying. Pen- I, but right here, nah, and this is this is this is good right here. But this is the good. Peninsula, not- son. But it's not, it's not really a line. Wait, 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 wait. A line you, has you to. You said so look, he is going you're three to three steps away from Eddie Munster. So listen to me. <laughs> listen to me. Like this right here. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? This David Letterman starter kit. You got to go on. What the fuck this shit is? Son. All right? Really, I don't think this should bring either one of you to blows with each other. Right. But... Right. You know what I mean? You're letting so it grow. I, you're str- but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, right. man. If, so if we, we were into. We, we cut it off. As long as I can cut my hair, I'm good. Bro, yeah. come on, son. Like, this is. Because I haven't shaved in. in nah. It feels like six months. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, this is terrible. You always look odd when you let your hair. I know. You always I know. look I weird. That's why I don't nah, like not, it. Not, not if he like gets dreads. It's going to be a while. Yeah. I have to get it. I don't want to. No, bro. I don't want to see you with dress. Don't do that to me. I don't. Want I, to but listen, we're trying I can't to make him an- less racist. No, no, no. I can't take another white person with dreads. I can't. I can't. It's enough. Enough of the cultural appropriation. Just you know what I mean. Just just shampoo and condition. That's it. Get a cut. <laughs> go to the barbershop. Get you know what I mean. Like come so, on. So Devin has a great idea that he's going to bring Tim onto his show and uh, make Tim less white power. That was actually again that was my idea. Okay. For Devin's show. For you're going to go on Devin's show and do no, what? No, intimidate just, all a, his his guests. No, the, like, the goal oh, was like for a, a skinhead makeover, a way to make me less look less like a skinhead. Number one, you should act less like a skinhead. Yeah, you are. You yeah, are. I like how he was a. Yeah. Like he didn't even like. I am <laughs> not. He's just kind, like yeah. kind of right. Yeah. Well, no, it's a. Uh, there's no use in denying it. In this, in this crowd, <laughs> what that you look like one or that right, 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 right. Okay, yeah. all right. But you, you're not denying that you act like one. Is <laughs> I don't know. Has anybody in this room ever met a skinhead? Wow. Like, no, a, like a Doc Martens, the green. Have you ever jean? seen one in person? Yeah. 
Okay. As a kid on South never, Street, I was going to say that's the only re- that's the only thing right. I got. Maybe yeah, you, on South Street. Maybe on never, South Street. You never had an interaction with one. No, there was a great well, special on HBO. Yeah. There was a bunch of them, but Doc yeah. Martens. Yeah, I saw it on HBO. Yeah, they yeah. were Doc Martens, right? Not anymore. No, no skinheads are. There's not really skinheads anymore. They don't look like this. They look like uh, like Matt Santini. There's now. no no Amer- American History X ones anymore. There might be in like somewhere in Central PA, but it's not like skinheads. Not the ones you skinheads with. have hair now. Right, but originally skinheads weren't they weren't racists. I believe it, so. It was a move, wasn't it? A movement like a ska movement from from Europe. You uh, know how like American white people love to take things from like white people in Europe and then make make it some new shit. Aren't they just like guys yeah. that that wore Doc Martens and ran around listening to ska music? I'm not and doing sure a bunch the history of, goofy of the shit. skinheads, but I don't think they were racist originally. Yeah, that's what. I, but I, I don't know the, the whole fuck history. I said, son. Yeah, but then you went into whole some whole other thing. I don't Di- diatribe. All yeah. right. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> you gave me the Red Bull. You gave it to me. I did. So you did this to me. I'm one of the, I, oh, I act like, like one of the original non-racist skinheads I guess, okay. from Europe. I don't know about all that. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I haven't I, spoken I, to I you in a while, but I don't know. I don't know what the see, fuck is See what I bring? Uh, is that a turtle on your ring? I think so. Well, it's a little tortoise. Very nice. Yeah. So the story of Ninja Rob, do we want to get into that now, or do we want to get into some martial arts talk? They're both of you. Let's do the martial arts talk. I'm interested because yeah, I'm got... so out of whatever's going on. So I think the, the, the biggest thing, the biggest news that came out yesterday, I thought was uh, Marcus Bouchesh Almeida. Re- Moving to MMA. Right. So people are saying he's retiring from jiu-jitsu. I think he's he basically, you should say he's graduating to MMA. Yeah. You can't really retire from jiu-jitsu. Right. Because you can always go back to it. You know, like really yeah. unretire. You can do the Masters Worlds when you're 70 years old. Yeah. So um, now nah, it's going to be awesome. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how he does in MMA. Yeah. So here's a guy that's arguably he could be on anybody's Mount Rushmore of jiu-jitsu, right? You know, really good without the gi, really good with the gi. He's a two-time ADCC medalist, uh, champion in his weight class, and like eleven-time or twelve-time world champ. So do you do you think his style will convert well into MMA? I think he'll do well because he's uh he's got he's so fast and he's got good takedowns, um, and he's at heavyweight where I don't like the skill level at heavyweight isn't the so best. At the, you know at the most upper echelons, yeah, but like up getting there, he's going to destroy some people. I think. yeah, but even at the even at the top level, I don't think the the skill the skill level of those guys. I don't. Is there any like? I guess Cormier, but he's yeah DC. So yeah. you know, so that's my 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 question to the to the group to the panel is do we you know, he's been so focused on jujitsu apparently I don't know his you know if he's been training striking on the side is that the path to success in the long run for most people that want to get into MMA right like is he did he do the right thing or what is is his is the approach hey you know what I'm gonna Study MMA as if it's its own martial art. Start from the very beginning. Do a little bit of jiu-jitsu, a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of striking, you know, and have th- them combined all together. No, I think no matter what, um, I think even if you did them all from the beginning, you would gravitate towards one. You know, most, you would probably end up being a, a jiu-jitsu-centric guy with really good striking. So I think, it, I think it, it's better for him to be one of the best jiu-jitsu guys of all time, learn how to strike, and then win some fights because he's getting into it a little bit late anyway he's like close to 30 probably now probably yeah so i mean 
And how's the transition been for other guys that have been doing this? Because the, the last one I remember, it didn't go so well for um, for Hodger. Was it Hodger Gracie? I mean, that well, went pretty well. It, for went, him. it went okay, it went, buddy. It went okay for the right. level. Like he wasn't fighting consistently. Right. I don't think he was trying to make a become the greatest. He wasn't trying to become the UFC champion. Didn't right. like, yeah, I, mean, I mean, you had like maybe two losses, nine wins. But he's so he not nearly as successful in MMA as he was in. in well, of course, right. Because right, right. he's definitely when you when you said something about Mount Rushmore, I was I was assuming that there's eras of like what like this one that one like what era are we in and what era does. You know, that's probably the, the the latest, the, latest, you know, the most one, recent. Yeah, if we were to right. look at the last ten years, he's one of the with with the Gi, the most dominant. I think that was his first year as a winner. Right. Okay. So probably in, so in the last eight years, double just about double gold in every world. Mm-hmm. Double gold in every world, except for the one that he gave to somebody else. He gave okay. away that he gave away that. So title. He, he didn't even he didn't even go up and against then the guy. Two ADCC gold medals and I think a silver and two two ADCC gold medals and two silvers in the absolute. Because who would who would you guys say is the best MMA jujitsu yeah. guy? Like is right it, now, I think Adolfo. Adolfo so Vieira. I, I always take this argument. So I, you know, if we're siloing it out, like yeah, I, I agree. The, Adolfo Vieira because he has technically the 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 pedigree, the jujitsu pedigree. Okay. Right. Because I'm I'm not a big fan of saying that somebody has world class jujitsu if they're not actually world class in that element. Right. If you take them out of MMA and you were to bring I'm just going to use Robert Whitaker as an example. I'm not saying he does, but Robert Whitaker into jiu-jitsu. He's got, he'll probably have really good jiu-jitsu. He's a world-class athlete, but he's not a world-class jiu-jitsu guy. Gotcha. Right? And I know you you believe a bit differently in that. that he, you can be world-class in a subdomain of MMA. We've argued this before. Yeah. But he would have to prove it in jiu-jitsu. But, in order to be... Well, we've had this argument where you, you, well, he's got world-class striking in MMA. Oh yeah, yeah, or world class jiu-jitsu and MMA, right? Where I don't believe that we that that's not how it. I don't think it's splintered that way. Either you're world class in MMA or you're not, because mm-hmm. MMA is its own thing, right? And then if we were to break down the jiu-jitsu guys that are world class, Adolfo Vieira, Jacare, Damian Maya, right. uh, BJ Penn, who so, there might be a few others that I'm missing. Those guys have the medals and the accolades in jiu-jitsu. If we were to say world class wrestling, Yoel Romero, Daniel Cormier, Henry Cejudo, these are the guys that have world class wrestling. Not, I'm not Dan saying Dan Severance. Dan Severance, <laughs> yes. Dan Severance. Those guys have world class wrestling in MMA, but also outside of MMA. Right. Yeah. So. so wait, what's the disagreement? There is no disagreement. We're just oh. talking about like Buchecha's path. So the 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 issue that a, a fighter like Buchecha will butt up against is how does he get. What, what kind of fights does he get early in his career? He has to go to Japan. Is that what you think? Or somewhere, he should go to Japan or Russia, somewhere some, somewhere out of the country, out of the U.S., where he can get some, like, you know, where they don't really care about who they match you up with. They'll match him up with, like, guys off the street. Whereas, like, if he fights in the U.S., even if he fights at, like, a, if he were to fight in, like, a CFFC or something, he could, he would have to be matched up against a pretty experienced fighter. You, I mean, you, you have to take that skill set unbelievably serious. If you're right. looking at a guy that's, yeah. uh, he's 0-0, you know, the promoter's going to call you and say, hey, Tim, I got a guy, he's 0-0 in, yeah. in MMA. Do you want to fight him? What's his name? And you Google him, like, this guy's a 10-time world Which champion. I would say yeah. his name is Mark Almeida. Yeah, exactly. Mark Almeida. <laughs> so you think if he fought it, do you think someone in CFFC would fight him? Like, they take that? Sure. I'm sure someone would try. Yeah. 
I, I wouldn't be, even be surprised if someone in CFFC beat him. I don't like. I also wouldn't be surprised if Chechia won, but like, uh, fighting is so much different. Guys that you don't, you never know if somebody can fight until they actually do it. Yeah, like, no matter how good. <laughs> You don't he know is. who you are until you get punched yeah, in the face. Yeah, no matter how good he is at one sport, there's been plenty of like higher, highly credentialed wrestlers that go into MMA and just get smoked. And same thing with jujitsu guys. There's guys that uh, just can't fight. So, yeah, um, the first time I I saw that when when Brazilian jujitsu was like the end all be all in MMA right. was Amari Batechi. Yeah, getting just destroyed. You know, I saw it in the UFC, and then I saw I think was it against Mestre Hulk that he that Master he took Hulk, yeah. yeah that he took that beating. That was before the UFC. It I was think. before the yeah, UFC, but that was I saw that then, and mm-hmm. I, I I guess Mestre Hulk was some sort of striker that he was a capoeira man master yeah. Ma- maestre. Ma- maestre maestre maestre. <laughs> Now let me ask a question. You don't think the UFC would make a play for Buchecha? Does he have a big enough not at all? Draw? No, I don't think so. Does he have enough? I you actually know, think uh, he probably could get in. Does he have enough followers on Instagram? He probably has like a hundred thousand or something, maybe more. Yeah. Like because he's yeah, I think he, he they wouldn't see. You think they see the value? They already in, do. I'm sure they're like right. they probably because his manager is that guy Ali. So that so, that helps. So like they've probably already talked to him. They're like, yo, get him four fights, get him four wins, and we'll get him in. Oh, but you're talking about getting him signed right now at yeah, like, well, yeah, I, mean, I don't they, think the UFC signs him at They signed CM Punk. Like, what's, what's yeah? Yeah, well, what's CM Punk was world world champion. Yes, he was. <laughs> well, <laughs> he was a world class. He was also, was he world inter- class. He was intercontinental. I think it was. Was he intercontinental bro, champ on, too? Son. I don't know. Hey, bro, listen. You respect the intercontinental <laughs> champ, all right? That's what it is. For Pedro Morales, he held that. They held that title for a long time. The, t- the TV champ wasn't there. A TV champ. The TV champ is the worst champ. belt possible. Come on, yeah, son. Don't don't judge. TV, don't judge. TV champ. Listen, I wish I had any one of them. It's I like the BMF I take the title. The BMF. No, 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 no. The BMF, no, no. The BMF title was worth more than the TV champ. Oh, there's TV a new um, on YouTube. There's a YouTube channel called Beige Frequency, and they're doing a multiple part uh, series on Kimbo Slice. Really good. Okay. Yeah, it's like a half hour. First episode just came out. It's really good. Way to way to kill the flow of the conversation. Because yeah, we were in, we were in, we were embedded yeah, we were, in this thing. And we were talking about you know, guys most slice. right? And you changed. Oh no, guys, getting speaking into, of nah, people that that, shit, that that can fight with their hands and not anymore and died. Yes. Mm-hmm. See, do you want to bring up the, a legend, please? Oh, I'm Mike, waiting. Michael Nunn, fighting Nazim. Yeah. Ooh. Thank you. Yeah. Nazim Richardson passed away. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, he had a stroke a few years ago. Do you know yes. where he passed from? I don't know what he passed from. Yo, so I posted... You, you Someone posted else it. very famous in your world just passed away. They just announced it right now. Who? Very The most f- hardest working man in show business. What world? Donald Trump. No, he's still alive. No. Who? They said Regis. in your world. Regis, Regis Philbin died? Regis? Yeah, man. You guys okay? Wow. Are you guys okay? I fuck with Regis. No, I fuck with Regis, bro. Chill, chill with nah, the Re- How could you not like Regis? I fuck with Regis. How could you not son. like Regis? Has, that, has anything ever bad come out about Regis? Come on, son. Regis, come has on. Has he ever. You can like, see it. You can see Regis. What? You know what I mean? You can see Regis' guy. He what was, could you see? He was feisty. He was zesty. Of course, son. but. You sh- I'm sure he, you know what I mean? The thing was, he kept I'm it all under wraps. Respect his game. I got you. I think Regis was in those streets, son. I mean, who wants to be a millionaire? He was out there. Living that life. <laughs> what does that mean? He was in I'm those not, streets. I'm just about, so. <laughs> he was out there. If I saw Regis, oh shit, Regis! But he's not, saying Regis was grabbing vaginas. Nah, I don't, oh, no, I didn't say. Nah. No, we're not disrespecting. No Regis. way. Not disrespect. I just think he was. Who knows? So I think Nazim, and with, it's an unfortunate passing. And I heard he had a stroke a few a few years ago. But yeah. I believe watching him and listening to him, yeah. probably one of the most knowledgeable boxing trainers I've ever 
listen to. Yeah, he was. It, he had a great like boxing mind. Yeah. So to listen to him, you know, just break everybody down was really cool. He yeah, used to be at Regis the, uh, didn't have a great boxing no, no. mind. Not that Bernard Hopkins, Shane Mosley. I don't know who else he trained, but I know those are the two top guys. He used guys to be at uh, Upper Derby Boxing Gym with Bernard like every day when I was there. Yeah. It was cool. And I remember they were like, it was cool one time they like pulled me over. They were asking me about MMA because Bernard was talking about. Promoting? No, about fighting MMA. Really? And Nazim was telling me, he's like, you're fucking crazy. He's like, why would you want to do that? And he goes, he's like, you, he's like, what do you think about him doing MMA? I was like, I want to learn how to wrestle or something. You happy to make two and two, Bernard? <laughs> Not million, thousand. Bernard was like, yeah. <laughs> wasn't worth. Why it. you didn't just make the fight happen? What me versus Bernard? Yeah, why you ain't doing that? Tim didn't want to get knocked out. Come on, what? I'm gonna get knocked out by a 170 pound boxer in an MMA fight, bro. Come on, come on. You're telling me Bernard Hopkins wouldn't have knocked you out in, in an MMA, MMA fight? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're agreeing with me that he would knock you no, out? No, he's disagreeing. I'm, I'm disagreeing with you. All right. Well. I've I've been there for you for a lot of things, uh -huh. but not this one. But not this. You wouldn't corner me against one. Bernard? No, I definitely would. I'd want to pick you up off the canvas <laughs> afterwards. I told you. I told you so. Um, yeah. R.I.P. Nazim Richardson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I thought he, he was going to skip over him and say Regis. <laughs> Regis. Regis. Nazim Richardson. So you're talking about um, you know the one time you touched greatness with uh, what was the guy's name? Nazim. Bernard? Nazim Bernard Hopkins. Yeah. You so yeah. great. You you got to see what a great fighter was like. And uh, that was a shot at Tim, by the way, for all the people listening. What was Usually the... jokes that are good don't need to be explained. I'll give you that. Yeah. Just a, a little pro lesson, in a pro lesson in comedy. Pro Yo, now that you're 40, you can really start yeah. giving those. You know, yeah. You, yeah. 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 Now you're playing. Oh, that was it. This is it. Now, is this a joke about my age? Well, now, now that you're planting trees that, you know, the, the kids can get the shade from. You know, you're okay. doing stuff for the rest of humanity, Once not just for yourself. you're 40, you're 50. I disagree. It's, no, that's, <laughs> that's it. Once you're 40, we're all just one age, that's just right. old. What? Nah. Um, so you you knew, you told Bernard he needed to wrestle some jiu-jitsu. What was the big uh, realization for you when you went from you know straight jiu-jitsu judo and you did MMA? Oh, I need to learn how to box. Yeah, <laughs> throw punches. Because my first fight, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, if you watch your first fight, you could. Yeah. You, you don't need to say it twice. Um, Where was that fight? You know? It was Hoboken. Sport oh, fighting, there? sport fighting sport one, fighting, Lex sports. Yeah, sport fighting two, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I believe. Bro, you were big, you were huge, tired. You looked tired as hell at the end of that. Nah, that was good. All right, I was like two thirty, and yeah, I, were, I was, I was watching. You were in the ring. So come on, stop. I don't think I was exhausted. Right. I mean, no more than after like a, hey, man, you know, it was a fight. But you, you'd have to get defensive. I won. Oh, but you still won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I you mean, you arm locked. I'm just saying, Chubby Tim was tired. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was tired. I was just in a fight. Yeah, and it was, yeah, yeah. if you watch, it was a very action-packed fight. It was a lot of striking. Yeah. I got yeah. beat up a little bit. I broke my nose. Yeah. He broke your nose. There was a, there was exchanges on the ground until there was a submission. So how did you was feel, it? like, striking back and forth with this person that could box some? Like, did it feel... I don't know if the other person could box. Right. Uh, yeah, he wasn't a boxer. He nah, just, they pulled him out of a bar. But he was, uh, <laughs> he was, more, he was way more ready to punch than I was. Because I remember, like, just walking straight forward... And not even realizing, like, we were going to start punching each other until, <laughs> <laughs> until he, like, drilled me in the face. Yeah, man. You're like, oh, shit. And I then, uh, in the face. yeah, because his first punch broke my nose, broke the, uh, I still have, like, the cartilage sticks through the skin nice. on the inside here. And, um, never got a fix, huh? Nah. Okay. And then we were just, like, I remember, like, getting punched and then, like, just grabbing onto him and, like, wrestling with him for a couple minutes. And then I, like, I was like, all right, 
now we're fighting and then i i remember that i landed three punches on the feet in that fight and i just like pulled away through like three wild hooks and i caught him and i stunned him a little bit but i didn't know what was going on so then i just grabbed him again and then uh i think he took me down but i don't think you've ever taken anybody down in MMA fight. i got a bunch of takedowns a bunch yeah <laughs> okay um uh, all right yeah you named Ninja Rob, and you got a bunch of take, takedowns in MMA. I All do right. have a bunch. When you say a bunch. You want me to count them? Well, what is technically a bunch? How many in a bunch? More than three. Three takedowns. No. I don't have more than three? I don't think you have three. I do. I think I have three in, like, one fight. Gibson saw. I think I took him down three times in one fight. Uh, All right, I, have to, I have to check the tapes on that. Mm-hmm. What would make you have difficulty what? taking people down? I didn't really try. Okay. Um... I never like shot, like try to like double leg a guy. I would just throw punches until I could clinch up and then try like a trip or something. But I didn't, I didn't really shoot. That was my, when, when I first started fighting the thing, I just wanted to like, I didn't want to just try to like take people down like jujitsu guys do. I wanted to like fight on the feet until the guy wanted to go to the ground. Right. And you didn't wrestle before either. No, no, I wrestled for like a year in middle school. No, no, no. Okay. Best head game Tim ever played was wearing a pen wrestling T-shirt to a oh, weigh-in one time. Nice, <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah, I had the whole pen. Re- I had the shorts. Yo, he wore that shirt all the time too. Yeah, it's, was it like to psych people out? Yeah, because the guy I was going against was a wrestler from some like other Rutgers, school. maybe. I think or, Rutgers. Yeah. yeah, he wrestled yeah. at Rutgers. Mm-hmm. And uh, so our friend Kyle, that was in here, mm-hmm. he was a coach at Penn, so he gave us some pen wrestling gear. So I wore it, and I, even at the weigh-ins, the guy, his coach, I was like, "Oh, you wrestle at Penn." I like, all nah. the time. I was like, I work out with the team sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you should have nice. just lied. Nice. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was for it was purely psychological warfare. Well, next time get a, a Dagestan wrestling, yeah, right? <laughs> a wrestling jersey. Yeah. Hmm. What? That's the end of your story. Yeah. What was what was the question? There was no question. But now you're getting into MMA. What was the big? Oh, I need to learn how to strike because after that first fight, I realized like, I don't know. How to, I had no idea how to. Bro, I think I sparred like two or three times with right. just some like guys that did like Krav Maga and stuff. Good. There's um, a, you know, so. Yeah. And then after that, then I started going to the Upper Derby. Right. So you and went then, from boxing, then boxing. And then there was a uh, gym at your place. Yeah. Muay Thai gym. I worked with him a little bit. Muay Thai gym. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, I guess my. Heard of his name was Muay Thai gym? <laughs> I was, his, name was, his name was Jim, but he. Back Call in the day time. when you were at jiu-jitsu school and you came from another yeah. another martial art, mm-hmm. oh, that's Karate JB. Yeah. Oh, that's Judo Tim. Yeah. Oh, that's Karate Eric. Yeah, karate Eric. Yeah. Jim, Jim. Okay. Yeah. And then, actually, I was I thought boxing was all you needed until I went and I started training with Brandon Vera and he would kick the shit out of me. That was a marathon, with like right? With, like, Muay Thai. And then I realized, like, yeah, I actually had to learn how to... What, leg kicks or... Leg kicks, head kicks, elbows, knees, <laughs> everything. I realized, I thought boxing was like, oh, you just box people and that would be enough. But uh, once oh. you get in, if you spar with uh, good kickboxers, the Muay Thai guys, you realize how how helpless you are if they're allowed to do that stuff and all you, all you know how to do is punch. So this is a good segue to the recent fight between Michael Nunn and Pat Militich. Did you guys see that? Wait, Michael Nunn, the Michael boxer? Nunn, yes. Michael Nunn fought Pat Militich. Second, kick- Michael, second to Nunn? Michael second to none oh. fought Pat Militich. How old is Pat Militich? They're both in their fifties. Yeah. yeah. Michael Nunn won the it. won a decision. Oh, good. Yeah. That's awesome. Did he, was there any takedowns? No, it was uh, kickboxing. Oh, it was, okay. That makes sense. 
But Mil- so every time Militich would throw a leg kick, it would land. Mm-hmm. He'd throw one around. Yeah. Militich was never a volume guy. He was always like a slow, win a lot of decisions. He wasn't like the most exciting fighter. Um, Michael Nunn was amazing. Yes. He was like one of my favorite guys to watch. You ever see his fight against James Tony? I've not. You should. Well, some other old dudes going to fight. I can't wait till you oh, get to I that. Oh, I saw that one. Yeah. Oh, Kimbo. No, wait. Tyson and Roy Jones? I don't want to see that. What? Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yes, you do. Come on. I don't want to see that. I want to see that when they're in their 30s. I mean, we know they're old. But like Roy Jones is going to, I think Roy Jones is going to be in a lot of trouble. Yes. Like Roy Jones's, his style was purely based on his like speed and athleticism. Like you would never teach somebody to fight like Roy Jones because you can't teach how fast he was. And he doesn't have that anymore. Whereas Mike Tyson style has the strength, it can it's power, but it, it there's also a ton of technique to it. He's going to be able to use that on Roy Jones. And the thing about Mike know. is Mike's never been like devastatingly knocked out, right? Because because uh, Roy a couple, got a couple times. Uh, Roy got Mike Tyson yeah. been knocked Mike out. Tyson's real been bad though. A couple times, like, uh, like slept, like Lennox yeah. Lewis slept him. Buster Douglas, uh, Buster Douglas slept him. Mm-hmm. Um, but more yeah, but troubling that, is the, is the quitting. Yes, on the stool. That's but that that one, that knockout that Roy had a couple of. No, of that's the thing is Roy Jones' like, last several fights, and, the, and with, after the first one, yeah. he was like never the same. When Tarver, after that first. When Tarver, Tarver knocked yeah. him out. That Actually, was Roy Jones fought like some dude from like around the corner from here. Oh yeah, literally some kid from Pensalkin. The guy beat him. He might have. Yeah. I'm not sure. See? He fought a kid like literally some like dude to oh, be around okay. here. I'm gonna look him up. Yeah, so this is, you know, it feels like a money grab, number one, which it should be for those guys. If they're going to, you know, they're going to make a lot of money. It was a way more interesting fight 20 to 25 years ago than it is today. Who's 54 and 51? Is that the... I'm, I'm I'm thoroughly uninterested in it. I don't want to see these guys fight each other. I I'd rather sit th- watch them sit down and talk to each other. So you're saying you would have, have rather the first fight that we thought was going to happen and it didn't happen. Instead, he ended up going on Mike Tyson's podcast. We're talking about... Was that what happened? Fight. Yeah, he was the first. Gonna, Let's go, champ! Oh, Tyson and Shannon Briggs. Yeah, so oh, yeah. you'd rather have nah. seen Cannon. I don't want to see that either. But I rather. I don't want Shannon. Huh? Is he still he's like, in like, his fifties? Is he really? But I want to see. I don't want to see Mike Tyson fight again. I don't. No. Like, why can't he just be Keep who doing he was? his podcast, run his ranch? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to see him. It's cool to see him hit pads and stuff. It's amazing to see him hit pads. But you, it's going to be a lot different when he gets in there and he's getting hurt, and then you see him like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know right, what I mean? Right, 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 right. You, you forget oh, no, he, real quick. He did. He did win, and it was against Max Alexander, and that's a kid from uh, like around the corner. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, forget how pathetic the end of Tyson's career was. You know. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But I mean, I don't know who's putting this together. Who's it? Damon Feldman? Is this like a, a, a Feldman production? If they do it, they should do it in the uh, bare knuckle. That would be way more interesting if they went bare knuckle. Come on, come, why? Wait, 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 no, but I'll tell you, I think it's Tyson, more interesting. Mike Tyson and yeah, bare knuckle would destroy. I know it's just you don't want to see these. The, the, come on, man. Well, they're not me, so I'm fine with them hitting each <laughs> other a, in the okay. head bare knuckle. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to see like old dudes with brain damage. No. Yeah, each other like, more brain damage. I don't. Want, yeah, I, I'd ask too far. What are the details? It's eight rounds, right? It's like an exhibition of some eight sort. round exhibition, right? So was that three three minute rounds or might be two minute rounds? Two minute rounds. I mean, but. you got to think, man. Apollo Creed died in the exhibition. <laughs> he did. He did, man. It's supposed to be an exhibition. 
yeah. Yeah. That was after James Brown. That's the problem. James Brown. Brought him up. <laughs> so you know I mean? if we see one of them come to the ring with James Brown, that's it. Good night. Dead right. James Brown. Yeah, and so is Apollo Creed. <laughs> they both. They didn't. They, Apparently, so is Juice World. Oh, hey, let's go, yeah, bro. Right. Please, there's a callback. <laughs> Come on, man. Someone that's not dead is who this podcast is named after. Right. So people really have not been asking, but I think they deserve to know, and that's one of the main reasons you're here. Right. Other than oh, okay, to keep keep Timmy in line. Yeah, man. And make no sure comment, that, you know. Coming for his spot there, you know, like you could be the new co-host. But uh, JB, can you tell everybody who Ninja Rob is? Well, you want to go like full bold on yes. his gov? I don't know if I want to hit his gov. No, 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 not his. No, no, why can't people just look him up? No, 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 because you know, you know, like he's, he's an actual person. He's so a real dude, do, so, yeah. so we don't want to. Like, we don't want to dox him. But he's a cat. He's a cat. What they're scared of is the IP. They're afraid. They're afraid of him coming for his IP. Intellectual property. Wait, wait. Does he know he's Ninja Rob? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm not sure. So I mean, that's, that's just, our IP. It was like a... Because <laughs> that's what we just called him. Me and my homies called him because he was just so, you know, just so wild. I don't... Anybody else call him that? I'm not sure. I think he... Right, think so we don't, just, we're, we're not like going to name him. Like, oh, but yeah. go ahead. So how, how did you meet? So he was my neighbor. He was uh, uh, dating the girl next door and he was living there with them. So we would see him training in, the mar- in his backyard doing martial arts. So then we, you know, me and my younger brother at the time eventually kind of gravitated toward him, started to ask when questions. you say training, what was it? He was, we had, so the, was it like I say training and I had us? no idea what was going on, <laughs> right? I didn't know anything really ex- outside of ninja movies, right. you know, because I'm a big ninja movie guy. Some of the, some well, of the old kung fu he- There movies. wasn't a heavy bag in the backyard. No, nah, I wouldn't say so. I think Makiwara? he was just kind of, no Makiwara. No? no? What about those poles like in that you uh, The Golden on? Child? Didn't have those either. No? Like, nah, he's just he walk around like a cup of water? Yo, he had nunchucks, mini chucks most of the time. How was his Tonfa game? Never with the Tonfa. He had the mean. He had the mean uh, mini chuck game. What else did he carry with him from time to time? Any Sometimes size? you catch him in a boat with a bow. It's got to be yo. Wait, a, like a like a yo. One time he came, long? son. He came out on the street and started stretching, like to get busy. Like, <laughs> started like there was some, some wildness on the block, and he's like stretching. He's like nah, nah, Jay. It's all right. Watch. <laughs> he starts stretching. <laughs> son, he puts his bow down, and he's like, people are like, yo, what's he doing? So they were real shook. So Rob. <laughs> He was a wild dude, man. He would he was just the, you know, he was in love with the girl next door. And we started training with him. We started training with him little by little. And uh until we found out that he really didn't know what he was doing. You know what I mean? But so, tell us about his training, how he would train you guys and how he trained himself. Oh, okay. So he was, I mean, we're talking weight training. Mm-hmm. He'd be lifting. He'd be doing all kinds of stuff. Uh what are we doing, Dad? No, keep talking, bro. All right. <laughs> He's smacking the table. So go ahead. So he would um when we started training with him, we would go through all the movements. He'd give us all the names of the kicks, which were all wrong. Eventually, they were all wrong. <laughs> he just made them up. He just, yeah, I think he just didn't know exactly what it was. That's so what he you thought know? Japanese was? Yeah. Like, he was just like, oh, this is a roundhouse kick. Or he would even, you know, like. He, so what is the name of a roundhouse kick in, in, in uh, A roundhouse kick is a roundhouse kick. But he was. No, no, what do they call it in in, uh, in karate? Uh, or like, what? It's a good question. I forgot. Okay. Meiwashigeti? That might be a sidekick. <laughs> I don't know. I forgot. Stop doing it. So, um. But he was, you know, he was just a wild dude. He was like a neighborhood legend. He would run around. You'd catch him. Yo, he would be running down the street with a, a barbell across his back, barefooted, no shirt on, karate pants, karate belt. Running. What color belt? A, always a black belt. <laughs> always a black belt. Did you? Did he have formal training? No. Just jail? He didn't, well, I, but I didn't know that. 
when I was like 13 or 14, I was like, I don't know. We just, we didn't know. And and then one of the last times I trained with him was the day he kind of told us all. They're like, yo. Yo, you know who's going to have a story like this? Who? When he does the Ninja Tim podcast. Who? <laughs> <laughs> that little Spanish kid you Young, used to train uh, in Yeah, what happened to him, yeah, man? man? Just, I don't know. Last time I talked to him, he was uh, he was going to college. He's going nice. to figure yeah, out that everything working, Tim was showing him was bullshit. Yeah. 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 Hold on, what? what? Yeah, yeah, this Puerto Rican kid, he was helping out, man. I had a bunch of these kids in the neighborhood I used to a train. Bunch, not one. I had yeah. a bunch, <laughs> but only, only one made it. Only one. Only, you, one only one made it into the car with him to drive over to Jersey <laughs> to, yeah. to do things. So I, used to, I used to take him to the gym and teach him. I used to take, yeah. First, I used to take the kids in the, uh, in the alley. And hold pads for him. And it stuff never, and never sounds out. good when you're talking about taking <laughs> kids underprivelged kids, a well, big they, white guy in the alley. The strong, that was a street. You basically lived on an alley. So that's yeah, yeah. it was yeah. my yeah. neighbors. And he, and he was teaching them Muay Thai? Uh, mostly just boxing. A okay. little bit of knees, elbows here and there, but yeah. mostly just boxing. So if some kid comes to you for, with the MMA Tim podcast, you'll that's know. It. You'll know, you know what it is. Yeah. But then we used to go to the park and do like pull-ups and shit too. And uh, But all the other kids were just like bums. You know, they're like lazy. But the one kid, he was like the fattest kid of the group, but he got like, he like lost weight, got jacked. Right. So then I would start taking him to, actually, I took a couple kids to the gym at first, but gotcha. only the kid Nate is the one that stuck with it. He's the one in college. Yeah. Now he's in college, got a full-time job. His brother, his little shithead, his brother got Damn. like knocked a girl up when he was like 15. Oh, wow. You know, it was like maybe like a year after he stopped training with me. So All fell apart for him when he stopped yeah, with yeah. MMA Tim. So, go ahead. so, so Ninja Rob. when we started training with Rob, Rob started telling us, oh, we were doing like some form of Kung Fu or something like that. And I was just like, all right. Like, we didn't know any better. Funny thing was, my mother actually had friends that actually really taught um, karate and, and knew a bunch of stuff. But we didn't, Whoa. we didn't, we hadn't met them yet. Wait, wait, wait. I can't, we got, why did you pronounce karate, karate? Karate? Well, I just didn't want to say karate. Okay. <laughs> karate. Is that how Ninja Rob said? Well, no, he, no, no, no. He, he wasn't a fan of no, well, he Karate. what he what he thought he was doing was being a ninja. Right. He and then what we came to find out is that he was training us from all the stuff he found in books, some books, magazines, and movies, oh my and God. training us in what he would call ninjutsu. Okay. He had a book called the Koguru Ninja, and we would call bullshit. <laughs> now hold on, listen, he, could he fight good? Oh yeah, nah, but he was sh- he's yo, he was people were just terrified of him. Son. But could he fight? Yeah, no, because yeah, I know you. a dude. Nah, man, I know a dude. That I be willing to bring to the gym. No. Named Dominique Davis. I will bring him to the gym. I've watched him fight six people at once. My entire school knows this dude. Right, right. He fights like Spider-Man. Okay. When I've, I'm talking about kicks come out of nowhere. He jump off of walls. His speed is crazy. Right. Athletically, he's a monster. He's super strong. Yo, is he a twin? He's not a twin, is he? No. Oh, okay, the ahead. dude is super strong. He's never not had muscles. He doesn't even do anything. Yeah. This dude is literally yeah, good, like... Good genetics. What, that's I don't of, know what's up with him. He punches ridiculously hard. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. That was the kind of guy yeah. Rob was. Rob was like so fit. He could do anything. He like he he loved to dress kind of like Bruce Lee. But he would... Like I said, he'd run with like... S- 80 pounds on his back, run through the neighborhood barefooted in the winter. Like, yo, he was just an, a phenomenal athlete. Yeah, he can do all dude. types of techniques, all kind of spinning aerial kicks. And he basically kind of learned it himself. Cause he so didn't... I've, I've had guys come through like that. Mm-hmm. They never last. No. They don't last in the structure and the, the culture of what an actual martial arts environment can be. Right. They can only flourish... Being crazy on their own. Right. So he could Is beat it, six guys at once, but he couldn't beat one trained person. Like, he, like one different. one high school wrestler grabs him. He can't beat him. 
You know what I mean? But he might yeah, be able to knock yeah. out six dudes that like that try to yeah. attack him. You know? Yeah. No, he's a discipline. This is a discipline motherfucker. Oh, okay. like, like, nah, nah. He's a yeah. He's a teacher. Nah, he's a teacher. The motherfucker was no, a but, crazy track star. No, no. I, I, like, I, I don't. I don't disagree. But like guys like Ninja Rob, Karate Earl, like the the street train, you know, street and self trained guys are a special breed of their own. They really yeah. believe. That they're the best fighter in the world. To the great and right. and and they convince the kids in neighborhoods. Well, they can, right. I <laughs> think he didn't think he was the best. I think he liked no, being I, a, in a pocket where he could manipulate people. Maybe that's what it was, but we didn't know any better, so we didn't. And then you know, eventually we went on to to do form, to train formally, and uh, you know, things changed after that. But you know, other than that, like he was amazing. So he could do all these aerial kicks. He could fucking see. He would run up to the telephone poles and smash his forearms on the telephone pole. Just stand there. For like 10 minutes, bang, bang, bang. We just thought he was cool, man. We were just two chubby, no. just fat, fat niggas from next door, son. <laughs> <laughs> we, you know what I mean? like, we was like, oh, look at this guy. Yo, he had a ninja suit. And yo, ninja suits were expensive, son. So he, he got a ninja suit, a sword. He had ninja posters. No, See, he had when, like the I, when posters you of, talk about, uh, I think about the guy from uh, The Last Dragon. Show enough? Yeah, the, he was. Nah, that's, he wasn't. That's what I picture. It, that's close, but he wasn't. He like, wasn't. Maybe not the hair, yeah. but like the outfit at yeah. least. Nah, man, yo, your man, he would, he would just wear that. Like, he was Puerto Rican, right? Yeah, he go to the store in his ninja in his ninja. But you know what I mean. But he and, would do, and everybody in the neighborhood kind of yeah, part bro, of, they like all right here. Nah, comes they knew, and yo, because he's not a big. He wasn't a big guy. You see him shake cats. He would be like, what? He would get in somebody's face, man. A big dude. He be like, and those dudes would be like, he would shake him because you know some, some folks in the neighborhood they. They don't like crazy. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this motherfucker crazy. Because he comes off super crazy. Gross, and he be like, I'm going to kill you. He fucking busts out on the stands. Like, I'm going to kill you. He's <laughs> like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, yo, and he would carry these nunchucks, son. He pull, he'll smack a motherfucker in a heartbeat. Was he, I don't know what was it was about. Good? Yo, I don't know what it was about the 80s and the 90s. No one gave a fuck. The police was never around. He'd be like, take him out. Wah! Wah, wah, wah. He just started smacking people with him. And he lived on 32nd Street. No, he lived on the same block I did, off of Kramer, Kramer, oh, okay. off a of river. But uh, so he was good. With so the there chucks. was a big. Oh yeah, real serious with the chucks. Mini chucks always long. The mini chucks had a longer chain. He explained it that just in case. <laughs> this is what he explained. The, the geometry. He explained that in case the, a sword was ever pulled on him, oh. he needed the longer chain <laughs> to block the to sword, block the sword. Wrap, and wrap it, it around, and break take it. it away. Oh. So that's what it was always about. Was, yo, strategy, man, my G. He was, yo, he, he, was prepar- also, he was preparing he was like for, for medieval battle. Every time. Yeah. Every yeah. every time. Like if, if all of a sudden we would have woke up in feudal Japan, he would have been like, yup, I'm ready. I'm ready. This is what this is me. This is me. And then he would tell us stuff like he would do ninja missions. Some of the stuff I'm not gonna get into is ninja it, missions. Is that just like uh, breaking and entering into people's houses. <laughs> oh man. Wake up next to somebody's wife. Getting revenge on people who did it wrong. But he would like be outside, like he was one day he was like, yo, man. I saw your dad last night. I was like, okay. He was like, he didn't see me. He said, I was ninja training. I was in the bushes. I saw your dad bringing out the trash. He didn't see me at all. And he said he would he would try to train us on how to do like animal noises so that if we ever had to hide. And then meanwhile, you know, I'm a, I'm a, like I'm fat. Like, I'm, like, <laughs> no, no, hold on, hold on. How old are you at this I mean, point? Probably like 14, right? And I'm like, you're falling we for this, care. you can't go. I'm like, yo, yeah, because you know we don't know any better, right? So it's just like. It's his, it's his karate instructor. And he's a guy next door. Pre, he's a neighbor. Pre internet, though. Yo, this is like, yeah. Nah, there was no way to check, son. Remember, at that time, Bloodsport was real. Yeah. You know, Frank Duke Shok- was a real Shok- person. Shokasugi was the man. Shokasugi was my hero. Real fighting. Yeah. To understand like back then, you know how hard it was to find a video of a street fight. Yeah, or like we was like fourteen at the same time. Nah, nah, nah this guy's 44, like four years old. Or four years old. So he was ten. 
I'm, I'm almost five years At old. At 10 years but, old, I could have spotted something. Nah, son, but it nah. was, yo, he was the good dude from next door. Helped but, my parents. But also, you got to remember, you know, like, he, it's, he was a willing student yeah. of this guy, right? I, I didn't so question there's, it. There's yeah, I wasn't the, like, the I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, okay, you doing the thing in the back, let's go. And oh, you saw my dad really? Oh, he was like, yo, you? I saw your dad. He was like, I was hiding in the bushes. And then he started like, sometimes you got to make noises. He started like talking about, he started making like a chicken noise. Like, <laughs> just in case <laughs> someone thinks they see you, you got to make noises It is a Puerto Rican. It's a Puerto Rican neighborhood, We're, so the chicken noise that we were Puerto, We're Puerto Rican, at least half Puerto Rican, and then Puerto Rican. So chickens, yeah. They were in the area. They were yeah. vicinity. They were chicken adjacent. We had that. <laughs> chicken adjacent. We, you know what I mean? Just in case, anytime. Um, so he would just do shit like that, man. Tell us, oh, this. But he was an incredible athlete. His 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 stamina. Um, he would do like all the tricks, like uh, again beating the uh, the his forearms against the telephone pole. They they literally felt like stones. What do you, what do you think it is about those guys that they can't uh, survive in a like an actual disciplined training environment? I think that they're they've done it so long on their own, and they've made it up in their minds so strong that they can't. They can't empty the glass, so to speak, in order to try to get into something that's structured. They've created their own structure. They're happy with where they are. Because he tried. He eventually tried. And then the instructor that he went to, like, he didn't even make him take his black belt off because no one gave him that black belt. He, he, he gave it to himself yeah. after training for five years, as he said. Well, that was nice of him. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. you're not going to walk in the NJMA no. with a fake black nah, belt. you can't. Well, so I, I let, if, you, if you tell me you're a black belt, all you have to do is tell me you're a black belt. Yeah. I'll let you wear it. You'll let you cook. But so, then we'll train. And the yes. proofs in the pudding. There, yes. Right? Well, that's what this that's what this instructor would do. But I think he coddled him a little bit. He tried to like he wanted to give him some legitimacy. And but he was always chasing. Do you think there were some mental health issues there? Uh, yeah, yo, yeah. My, he stone cold crazy as a motherfucker. He's crazy <laughs> a motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah. Nah, he was a crazy motherfucker, son. <laughs> Trying to be nice. Nah, he was called MJ. <laughs> so nah, he was crazy to the motherfucker. But still, he again he had just. But he was a forward-thinking fighter because no, you were involved in one of the first mixed martial arts events. Yes, we were. We did the uh, the inaugural Cooper River uh, MMA event <laughs> where we uh, where he decided. So by now, so this is fast forward, right? I saw I was training with him, so I did. We didn't know where he got all his skills from. He he basically lied no, to us. Nor did he. And it was right next door. My parents could look out the window, know we were safe. They was not dropping us off anywhere, um, and. He, you know, basically was making stuff up. And I remember bumping into, like, kids in junior high that they, like, this one kid, he was, like, this champion karate kid. And um, I started talking about stuff. And he's looking at me like, what? Like, you don't make any sense. Because everything I'm saying is wrong. Yeah. Nothing I'm saying is right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it for, we trained for about a year. And in about a year, as we spar, because we spar each other, like, I'm starting to get with him. You know, Tim knows what that means. I'm starting to get with him. Shout out Nick Rosario. <laughs> Shout out. So I'm starting to get with him. And I'm like, this is weird. Because, you know, like after just training with somebody for a year, you know, if they're this like serious martial artist, you shouldn't, you know, I, I, at least I didn't imagine being able to get, you know, so close to like tying in the fights or not losing. You just thought you was getting a black belt too? I, nah, not yet. And then what happened was he, he, we did a like a late night ceremony. Again, it's in the backyard of the neighbor's house, so my parents could look out the window. We right there, and um, he he wanted to. First of all, he wanted to show us a couple self defense techniques. So he lines up with my younger brother, and he tells my brother to attack, and then he kicks my brother in the throat. <laughs> 
And then my brother screams and falls. And then, you know, in my mind, I'm like, you fucking chump. Come on, son. You got to, this is about karate. It's about ninjutsu. We ninjas, son. You can't just. And he's like, are you? He's it. He's, that's done. he's done. He's done. And then he comes up to me. He's like, all right, I want you to put me in a full Nelson. And I was like, all right, I'll put you in a full Nelson. And I put him in a full Nelson. And he hooked my leg, my leg, and, I, and he kicked. And we both went up at the same time. And wham! He la- I landed. He landed right on top of me. My eyes rolled back into my head, son. I couldn't breathe. I was like, mm-hmm. But you thought you learned some shit. Son. But afterwards, I was like, that was, when I could breathe, that was amazing. That's the most amazing. And I thought my brother just didn't have any discipline. Like, what the fuck? You know? Nah, he was smart. He knew. And then later on, after my brother left, it was me and his brother-in-law, because he lived in the house, his in-law's house. And he revealed to us where he got his training. And that's when he took out this book. And then he showed us all these posters. He was like, I trained myself using this book. Oh, man. And I was like, oh, that's why I'm, um, that's why I'm, uh, so it's I'm, like I'm, a dude I'm being like this Bible that, y'all, nah, that y'all been reading to y'all. <laughs> I wrote it. I wrote it. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> and he was like, yo, this is where I learned. I was like, what? What is this? He ruined it for you. Yeah, he did. Because at first, so this is what I really thought. So it's a late night ceremony. He has the tiki torches up. He has like a little bit of eyeliner. Like he, he like... So apparently when, according to him, when ninjas put on masks, they would paint their face right. black a little bit so they really couldn't see them. So he had this like makeup on his face. And when he was like, I want to reveal to you guys who, you know, how I became a black belt. And I was like, oh, this nigga going to tell us he, the devil trained him. Right? <laughs> I was like, that's it. This motherfucker is gone. A serial killer. This motherfucker is gone. You know what I mean? But then that's when he pulls out the book and he admits it to us. And I'm just like, now again, the See, to him, over. he's not admitting; he's revealing. No, nah, he's like, you know, these are the secrets. And I was like, oh snap! One year in, I, you got the yeah. secrets. Had yeah. you yeah. gone you know to the mean? library, you could have done all probably this. right. Yeah. Or if I would have trained, who I eventually trained under, I would have realized that yo, this isn't. I wonder this isn't if it's because I remember they used to do the uh, the riff. The book club at an elementary school, okay. where you, you would get to every like once a year. They would bring the all reading the is fundamental. Yeah, yeah. And your parents would give you five bucks. You get the right. You walk book. in, yeah. And I picked a, a ninjutsu book. Did you? Because I couldn't believe they had a ninjutsu book available at. at well, like the Hagakuri, or is it like an actual I, I, like I technical? I was wondering book? if it was the same one that oh, he had. I'm not sure. The Hagakuri it was like, or the other one. It was like a black black I, cover. What was the name of the book? It just said ninjutsu on it. I okay. had that, and it showed you like forms, yeah, and like actually pairs. had that. Yeah. Now I had some books. I went. I went. And, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I swear, bro. My school had the book club too. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder um, yeah. if it's the same book that he had. I'm not sure. No, well, this book was called, it was the Koguru Ninja. Koguru Ninjutsu. That's what it was. And we, you know, after then, I was just like. So Tiki Torches. Yeah. He's got I, eye mask. And, I, and they, uh, you know, my brother got kicked in the throat. I'm <laughs> reeling you, from being fucking how's crushed. How's your brother's singing career after he's the throat? Fine, he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. It hasn't stopped anything. Come on. Hey, yo, he, his yo, callbacks. <laughs> yo, he fucking, boom. He's, he's, he tells us. And I'm like, what the fuck? So we continue to train a little bit more. But, you know, like now I'm going into high school. I'm getting involved, involved in athletics. I start wrestling. So one of the last times we trained, he um, he was like, all right, we're going we're gonna to fight. And, you know, I'm going to see how you can handle some challenges. Now, before that, to preface this, we used to talk about what ninjas did, right? Ninjas were spies. They were assassins. They weren't really hand-to-hand combat guys. They were really designed to poison you, stab you, run off. They, they didn't want to square up with you and go sword to sword or what have you. So they used to have this thing where they would blind you. They would throw metal filings into your eyes. It was this, you know, we would, and we would have these great ninja discussions. They, so I, they, they would take an egg and 
and create a bomb. Take, take all, yeah, they take out all the yolk and stuff, let it drain out, right. and then fill it with a powder, and then poof, right. Throw yeah. the egg so in you must have been watching where they take Spartans versus. You yeah. ever watch that show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, yeah, I, learned, I watched yeah. that too. Yeah, we 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 you take guys, in a lot of the same media. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're the same age group. That's why you're both the same yeah. dummy. Yeah. You kids, you both the same, <laughs> same kind of dummy. You must be the same kind of dummy. <laughs> so, <laughs> third grade that book. So this motherfucker, we're sparring, and then all of us. So and, we, and this is at Cooper River. No, this is at, at, uh, okay. at the house this with the tiki a, torches. No tiki torch. This is this the, one daytime. of the last time. Yeah, one okay. of the last times we we're just sparring in the backyard. Sunlight sparring. Sunlight. All right. Sun. We're fighting, and he throws something into my eyes, and I'm like, oh, oh my god, this is it. He blinded me. This is he threw metal filings into my shit. This is it. He fucking tried to kill dust. me. He's destroyed. And it was just dirt. It was just dirt. <laughs> But I kind of I shook it off and we kept sparring and you know we kind of it, it, we it ended in a draw. And how old was this man at this point in time? He was probably he probably had me by like ten years, so he might have been he might have been twenty two, twenty four. Dirt and kids. He threw dirt, yeah. And you know, mind you, I wasn't a li- I'm not wasn't a little kid. But you had so. the recollection of the the metal filings. Son, I thought I was like, oh, he fucking injured me. This is it. I'm down to die. This is over. <laughs> And he was like, nah, nah, I was just dirt. I just wanted to see. Because everything was a lesson. And I was the army of the willing, right? I was like, that's right. Yeah, I made it through you guys the dirt in the yard. Yeah, we would bow. We had a whole thing. Yo, we would do, there was a poster of all the hand symbols, right? There's all these ninja hand symbols, Shokazuki. And at the end, he would play the theme music from American Ninja <laughs> or from Bloodsport. And then we would sit there and meditate. So this is real shit, my nigga. Yeah. This is real shit. And we would sit there and then there was these sim- these finger, these hand symbols that you had to do. And this, and he, I think he got, he got it all from a, from a, a poster, a Shokazuki poster. It was Rin, Pyoto, Sha, and some other shit. So he had a, a cult of- with two people in it. Yeah, it was three of us. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, so for all the listeners, go look up Shokazuki is one of the greatest, greatest. martial art actors of all time. I said he's the best son. Yeah. He was the that's the guy. I got in trouble at religious camp for that. So that was a whole nother thing. Huh? So we went to I went to a religious retreat camp a camp mm-hmm. for the for the weekend. And you know, I didn't know I didn't know what was going on. It's my first time. And uh they're like, hey guys, you want to talk about your heroes? And I was like, yes, bet. You know, the room full of boys. And we, yo, before that, you know, we're like cussing at each other, fucking around. The counselors come in like, oh, da. and I'm like, I want to talk about my hero. And I'm like, oh, my hero is Shokazugi. I say he's a ninja. He's fucking, he had a helmet. Pray for death. He had a star on it. Man, he got two kids. He caught the coffee cup. Like, this is crazy. And they're looking at me like I'm fucking nuts. Right? And I'm like, what the fuck are they? What's wrong? So then they kind of like abruptly, like kind of cut me, play me off. Like, okay, Jason, good. And then they go to the next kid. And that kid's like, oh, my hero's Jesus. Jesus. And I'm like, I go like this. What? Have you seen Shokazuki? Do you know what Shokazuki can do? Really? Have you ever? And then the next kid says Jesus. And then I realized that I got set up, that I got played out, that I was. You were not the army of the willing Christian. I just thought, I thought. You know what I mean? Mm. There's no, there's no, uh, there was, <laughs> that's true. That's a real thing, yeah, though. Right. It, it, it never got happened. dark. It got deep. But yo, and they played me out. And then afterwards, they were like, dude, you're supposed to, you're supposed to say Jesus. I was like, I don't know. I'm supposed to, Jesus. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to lie? Yeah. That's what we are. Yeah. yeah. We're a Christian camp. Yeah. yeah. So let's, uh, so, Nick Rosario would have never fell for that. <laughs> Shout out to Nick Rosario. <laughs> so it was, it was one of those things, man. I, I was embedded in ninja culture. I saw all the movies. That was when he was the bad guy. Remember when he was on the TV show? He's the bad guy. That I don't remember, but Lee my Man favorite Cleef. part is when he when he catches the coffee, coffee cup. cup. Yeah. yeah. But, but so going back to, to Ninja Rob, right. He uh when did it start changing for you with him? It would I would say it about a, a little after about a year of training with him and then realizing that he, you know, like 
like there was no lineage. Was it like, the, re- the reveal? Yeah, it was the reveal. It was part of that. And then I started to realize, oh, that's why, like, we're fighting to a draw. And then I was, I'm super respectful. So I really wasn't trying to, you know, like, you don't disrespect, you know, the master or the instructor. And, you know, like, I'm, I'm doing, I'm starting to do well as opposed to just, you know, losing. And I was just like, man, this doesn't make any sense. So then I start high school, start wrestling. And then my mom says, hey, listen, I have a, you know, there's a, she was in, in these political circles. She said, there's a, you know, I know a gentleman that has karate school. Do you want to, you guys want to go? And we went to go meet him. His name was uh, Anthony D. Lingo. And when we met him, you know, we trained with him a little bit. I didn't like, he was real, he was, he had a lot of discipline and stuff. And I really didn't like wasn't, it. because wasn't your thing. Because Rob was more like Lord of the Flies, son. Yeah. Like Rob, you, we just kind of like did all kinds of crazy cool shit. You, you would have started class, if, you know, yeah. in a week. Yeah. Like it was like whatever. But with, with uh, in the karate we started training in Gojuru, we, there was a structure to it. We had to learn this first and that first and this first. But there's so, some level of authenticity. Yes. Right. Yeah. And there's a, stru- you know, all of them have structure. So I didn't know that, you know, I'm coming from this other shit, this like backyard stuff that you Street made Ninja. Up. Street Ninja. You know, and yo, I say that for for all three of your listeners, I say that with all the respect of my man Ninja Rob. Like I respect him. I still, still to this day respect him. And he, I learned a lot from him foundationally, you know, to... To, to was be, your first martial arts, whatever yeah, he, still, whatever his yeah. training was, he's your first martial arts. Yo, fearless arts too. It was man. your introduction fearless. into the. Yo, he was fearless too. He arts. didn't care. He'd fight anybody. He was never afraid, and it was just fascinating, just, was just wild, man. Crazy guy. Crazy. He was crazy. <laughs> his confidence was, you know, yeah. was rigorous. So <laughs> confidence was rigorous. Son. So he, uh, when I started to see, like, oh, I don't know about this, and we start, I started training with Sensei Lingo. I started training a more formal karate. And that's when I started to see, like, oh, all the names of the stuff. Is, this this is not the right name. This isn't anything. So, And then my instructor encouraged me to wrestle in high school. So procedurally, I got a question for Go you. Ahead. Going from, like, an, what you later find out is an undisciplined, right. uh, not really kind of structured environment right. to this more disciplined, more structured environment, what was difficult for you when you had to make that jump? Do you know what I'm saying? Well, it was like it was understanding the protocols of everything. Everything had a name. Everything had a like a guideline. Like you come and you bow here. You put your stuff over here. This is where you stand. These are the things you're gonna learn. It wasn't like yo, come on to the backyard. We're gonna start you know punching and kicking and doing this and that. It wasn't that free flowing. It was very structured. Classes at six were either this always is, right. Boom, yes, boom, boom, and if boom, you're boom. late, and again we were we were fat, so we didn't want to be late because then we had to do pushups. You know what I mean? Like one senseis and all this other stuff. So. Under, trying to trying to fall into the structure is where I had the difficulties in the beginning. Now, the first time I went, my mom dropped us off. It was at the YMCA downtown Camden at the time. And her and Lingo were such good friends. Lingo was like, all right, get in the car. We're going to go to the dojo. And he drove us over to the dojo. And by then I had decided, like, I don't want to do this shit. I'm quitting. This is bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I want to go back to, you know, you know, running around, you know, being ninja. And I had I made that decision. And I'm sitting there and he he says... Stand up, I want to show you something. And he's he's doing a demonstration to someone else. And he's basically doing a Nikio, like the uh, a, uh, an, uh, wrist grab or a wrist lock on me. And I'm just like, yeah, this is some horse shit. Like, I'm doing And boom, he does it. And I fall. And I tell myself, all right, I'm going to learn this. Then I'm going to quit. <laughs> then I'm going to quit. And then, you know, I just continued on from training there. I started running classes, started doing all kinds of stuff. And then eventually, I would say a few years later, because I transitioned from training with with Ninja Rob to training with Sensei Lingo, um, Rob was like, hey, you want to go out to the park 
you know, we'll go out to the park. And, and Rob would train in the park on a regular basis. So you were, while you were training with Sensei Lingo, yes, you still, my, yeah. would you still train with Rob or no, just we talk just to him, see him around? Talk to him, see how he was doing, you know, talk, you know. See a, if a there were any updates in the ninja world. See what's going on. Okay. And um, he he said, hey, you want to go to the park? Because we, we would go to the park and train a bit. Go ahead. Did you ever talk to Sensei Lingo about Ninja Rob? Uh, yeah, because he tried to bring Rob in to to help him get to a certain point. Okay. To help him, ele- to elevate him. He wanted to elevate him, get him all the information he needed. Give him some structure. Yeah, give him structure and give him some, you know, like pedigree. Like, hey, you can say you train. Because a, a guy like right, that, right. a guy like Rob, who's like a naturally kind of gifted, gifted guy. Man. Super gifted. Good guy. If he could take on some of the other qualities of yes. yeah. Sensei Lingo, could be a very successful Martial arts right. school. He could have. Yeah, he could have. He could have. But again, those guys always have an issue with the structure. Right. And it was the, by then, you know, he had to learn, there's like 34 kata he had to memorize. He had to learn the patterns and such. So one day he, he one day he says, hey, man, you want to go to the, we're going to do some training in the park. And I was like, all right, let's go. And he, I, I'm riding with him. And when we get to the park, it's me, him, his, his cousin, and his brother-in-law. And he's like, listen, Jay, you know what I really brought you here for is, no, he said it to all of us. He's like, listen, this is what we're going to do is uh, he pulls out this sword and he's like, we're going to do like a little, you know, like a UFC style thing. And Kumite. Kumite. And whoever wins, wins my sword. Mm-hmm. And mind you, I'd already been wrestling. Started doing a little bit of jujitsu, just a tiny little bit in Collingswood with the, this one dude who's no longer, I don't think he's around anymore. Um, and I was like, okay. That's what you want to do, and in my mind, I was just like, "Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm gonna get. I know I'm gonna get this. I know, swords coming home with I daddy. Know the swords coming home with me. So, I believe we were the first fight, man. We yo, we fought in the dirt. We were had we had pads and stuff on. We fought for 29 minutes, bro. 29 minutes of sparring. It's like Elio Gracie versus Walter Santana. Yo, I kicked him in the face and he started bleeding. And I was like, "Yo, you all right? His lips started no bleeding. Glove? No, we had gloves on. We had the um like the macho gear, yeah. you know, oh, that, the, the foam, foam dip, the yeah, foam yeah, dip yeah. stuff." We had those traditional karate right. protected. Yeah. And I had and I had the shin guards because because one time while we were sparring in the backyard, this was early on when I started training. He hit me with Dragon Whip's tail. Uh-oh. Remember I was talking about this the other day, and he spin, gave me a spin around joint. Yo, right in the yo, his heel hit me in the shin. To this day, there's like a little indentation, like a contusion of him smacking. I was like, ah, just fucked me up. And again, I was like, that was amazing. The beginning of the spin around yeah. joint. Yo, hitting wham with the with the with the Dragon Whip's tail. So um. And we're going out there, man, and and we fight for 29 minutes. And after a while, after 29 minutes, I was like, all right, that's it. And I fucking gra- I tackle him, I grab him, and I do I did the tackle and grapple. And then I grab <laughs> Ezekiel? <laughs> tackle and grapple. I Ezekiel. That's your move. That's what hit him with. Bang. Especially in the beginning. Like, that's the one you can figure out. We were out. in a gi top? No. Okay. No. And he had, did he have a tank top on? I think he took his shirt off. It was off. like a no-gi. It was a no-gi one. And, but, you know, you know as well as I, because you guys have been doing it so long. And, and, you know, luckily I've had a little bit of time as well. That those guys usually panic right away. When you've never experienced this, you don't even think, you know, you don't even think anything happened. Also, any, when you're, you're so, your body's so attuned to fighting on your feet, mm-hmm. once you're not fighting yeah. on your feet, you, you don't have the mechanisms yeah. in place to, to, to be able to operate well. Yeah. And I mean, he was like, he was always ripped, always in good, sh- strong, great shape, right? very yeah. strong. And, but you know, I'm, I still, I weighed him. He was probably like two, two, six, no, 160. 160, one, maybe 150. And I was probably, at that time, I was probably 210 or something like that. And I was on him, son, and I just pressed into his neck. And then that was the end. It was just the macho. And he tapped out. And then I had to fight his brother in law. And then I had to fight his uh, his nephew. His nephew, you knew his nephew. His nephew ended up getting into a, he was a, 
was doing jujitsu from a long time ago. Okay. And he ended up in a bad car accident. He won the whole thing? What was that? He won the whole thing? Yeah, I beat, I beat all of them. Do you still have the sword? Actually, it got stolen out of my car, man. I wish I would have still had it. Yeah. But I took that sword home. You think Ninja so, Rob stole it back? <laughs> nah, he didn't steal it back. <laughs> like, what happened was the car hey, got Jay. stolen. And uh, they, the car got stolen and it was in the car. It was in the trunk of my car. They oh, took okay. all my weapons, son. I had a whole bag of my my all my tumfas, my my sai, <laughs> my favorite all the stuff. I That's needed. my favorite karate movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it was, uh, but it, man, he was an intense dude, and I say it with all due respect too, man. Like I was tired, and he could have kept going, and I just had to, you know, I had to tack, tackle and grapple, son, and get on him and, and and press into his neck, and then his the other fights were much quicker. Like the brother in law, he didn't really. He was just like, oh, you know, I have to, uh, you know, I got this shoulder thing, and uh, I got to do this test next week. I was like, all right, man, and he just, it was real quick, and then his his nephew. I choked him out again too with like uh, yeah. using his tank top. I might have really made it or something like something like real quick. So, but I, at that time, man, like it was, it was a bad call, and you know. So, do you regret that that was your fir- your first step into the martial arts, or do you wish you know like he had not been? No, nah, no, nah, man, I, I I appreciate it. First of all, you you know I love a good story. Yeah. But um. And so will our listeners. Yo, his this. yo his confidence, man, and he. It's a, like being able to do that, to have that ability to kind of like train yourself. Suspend disbelief. And just, just, yo, just like, this is who I am. This is what I do. And, and then where, where, you know, where I grew up, if you punk somebody, if you are like, if people are definitely afraid of you, like, and you're fearless, everybody wants to know something about you. And it's just like, it was that kind of thing, man. And he was, you know, it was just crazy, man. It was, it was, it was super dope looking at it now. And I wish he would have been able to transition into something a little bit, you know, a little bit more structured. But he, I don't, I don't what know why. What did he transition could. into? Yeah, he got, <laughs> I mean, I don't know where he is right now, but he, he's, he's gotten into trouble a couple of times. And again, you know, I, I, I do respect the dude. I have a lot of respect for him. You know, but uh, you likely, if you had children, you wouldn't send them. To oh train. no 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 no. no, no. <laughs> no. One of his kids came to the train for a little while. Okay. Too. Yeah, we had one of his kids for a little while. But he's, you know, he's a wild spirit, man. He's a, you know, that's what he, that's what he was about. He's a Ronin. So, he's a Ronin, son. Massive. Seriously, yeah. seriously yeah. a Ronin. You can't like the whole every step of the way. Yeah, like sometimes if he was doing the missions around, like around in the neighborhood <laughs> and stuff, he'd have the yo, he'd have the suit on and he have his sword on. He have his sword. Yeah, under under to different hide this shit like under that. different circumstances and that energy maybe put into something else. It's like Steve Jobs or Elon Musk. Nah, man, you, you, you know, like that's. Uh. You, th- these, come bro, come on. come on. Wait, wait. You don't think that guys that like Ninja Rob has the same amount of belief in himself? He has the desire yes. and the desire Focus. to be what he wanted to yeah. be. That he was able to convince a fat thirteen-year-old Puerto Rican. That's kid right. That's right. That he was the greatest martial artist. So right. you're equating. No, no, no. Yeah. The, the the sentiment. The sentiment. Yeah. You know, he obviously I, wasn't afraid to get into a mix, so that's a big no. that's a big yeah, part man. of this whole thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like I say, like had he had the pedigree or you yeah. know gro- grown up white like you, he'd be way more successful. Yo, I remember him. Yo, he would come. So his girlfriend, we went to this to the junior high vets, and vets was like gladiator school. Yo, he would come pick her up. So he would walk through crowds of guys that were like gang, local gang guys, like a group from over here, like the two four dudes, mm. the AV dudes, okay. and these dudes. And yo, he walk up. <laughs> they move right out his fucking way. He walking way. through the sun to Malcolm Mountain and all that. No, 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 no. Relax, 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 relax. we're not saying that. Okay. We're saying the local going the cats. Deep, going deep. Well, yeah, that one, yeah, huh? It's just the most feared of all no, time. Before yeah. no, entire. That is. That's the truth. So, no, not those guys. But 
There's a group called the Sons of Malcolm X. Yeah, man. I don't even. I'm going to take my headphones off and leave the room. You yeah, guys. Yeah, I don't know. They, they, they were different. No, nah, it was different. It was a whole different like thing. Like real dude. And there's a lot of legends behind it, but it's, you know, the. the you hook. couldn't be in it unless you did certain things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was one of those. You things. couldn't but be in it. Just, you could, well, you, you couldn't be in it. Couldn't be in it. But, uh, uh, well, nah, man, but he would. He what, if I did, what if I did certain things? <laughs> yeah. Well, you could be adjacent. Maybe okay. adjacent. Yeah. Yeah, bro. But he was, again, man, I saw him part. Part crowds of dudes that were even much bigger than him had talked like guys that had like crazy reputations, even you know, because sometimes dudes aren't willing to take that L, so they don't even want to test you. It's not just that, but some they just don't want the trouble, yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> even, you don't want to get hit, even if you know, you like, don't I got like, smacked you, across the face with mini yeah, chops. Yeah, right, what what, what's your buddy's name? You said fight six people, and he's like a he's like Dominique a, Davis. Dominique Davis, that guy's a commitment, no matter how well trained yeah. you are, right? Yeah. Right, like, and, yeah. and Ninja Rob is a commitment, yeah, man. You yeah, know, like was. even if you you like, yeah. not because right, we went to twenty. I gotta go twenty nine minutes. Do I really want to go twenty nine minutes nah, today? No, nah, you know? son. I did. That was the first and only time I ever went twenty nine minutes <laughs> doing oh, any sparring match. Nah, <laughs> Dominique <laughs> Davis was a guy that kind of like me, where we just didn't have the money to learn martial arts, right. but always dreamed Wanted about. To. Yeah, we were just broke. That's funny, man, because you know we grew up in the same place, and neither you be, you yo Ninja Rob, yo like. The, the OEO downtown, that was $10 a month. Yeah, I never think, even knew about That's it. the thing. Oh, well, we number know. one, there was no car in the right. house or well, anything. Well, you know, like, really? I remember taking the bus to go yeah. to, our our dojo was in Fairview. It used to be, what's the place called? Shans. It's still probably Chans. there on, like, uh, 130 in Cinnamon's? I think so. Nah, that's not good. We used anymore. to. That's the Wawa now. But I remember, like, sometimes seeing that when I was yes. in the car with my aunt, yeah. and I just wanted to go yeah, so yeah. bad. And it just, now that like, place don't even think about it. Yeah, you wouldn't But there was... That's the funny thing, man. Like, there was really good martial arts in the city in Camden. And people, for some reason, man, you lived there and you you, you well, didn't. And I, even had, I never even heard of and, it. Nah, man. I even had, I even knew people that, like, they wanted to go to the suburbs. Like, this one girl I knew she, who wanted me to knock it off, but I didn't. Uh, she, um, he threw that she, in. Hey, hey, she, he didn't. she was <laughs> happy to take the kids to, she had mad problems. She had, she was happy to take the kids to Tiger Showman. And this was when Showman was killing them. Like, kill, like she was paying like $3,000 a year or some, like four, like on top of all the other stuff, like the the little, the nickel and diamond, right. the, the the buying all no, the equipment. No, their business practices. Oh my God. Right, yeah. they, they do their thing. And she was proud of it. And you know, no, no you know, shout out to TSK, no, no disrespect, but they was killer. And she yeah. was yeah. happy. You don't, you don't want Tiger. Whatever. No, no, it's, Those it's back to TS. I think it's TSMA now. Okay. Those guys. But yo, they were, you know, like, and she was proud. You know how sometimes like be like, no, I spent this much. She was happy to take her kids out there and blow all this money. I've heard stories, Drew J, about if your school was underperforming, Tiger Showman would come Yo, down yeah. to your school and grip you up. Yo, man, yeah. Oh, oh, oh what you mean? Like you the mean, guy? Yes. The guy. Tiger, he's he's an actual... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, Tiger's I see him in the UFC all the time. Yeah. yeah. But I've heard stories nah, man. that if you, you know, say, Dev, you had the Tiger Showmans in Cherry Hill and you were, you were jacking it up. Yeah, you fucking it up. They, they come to yeah, see yeah. you, son. It's like the Colombo crime nah, family. They would come to see you. They want to make sure his name was intact. Yo, yes. check, check this out. Early on, and again, you know, I guess your, your listeners, whatever. The three they of used them? To bat, what, the three of them. They used to have ads. They used to run ads in the karate uh, magazines. Yo, and the ads would say you didn't need any experience if you wanted to be an instructor. You just had to look fit. And again, no shot to those guys. Like, this is this is an ad. They're very successful. The, very successful. And there's a, there's some beasts that come out of there, and if it's worked for you, it's great. Whatever, no you disrespect. You could be an instructor. That's what it said. It said they were hiring, and there's it said, a lot of uh, chain karate schools like yeah. that will do that. They'll put a just a help wanted ad out, and like if you look like a, and you don't even have to be like I guess you, they want you to be like looking in shape, but it could be a girl, a guy, whatever. 
but they'll bring you in and have you teaching kids classes. Yes, yeah. And that's what it was. It said no, but the funny thing about it, it says no experience necessary. And I was like, oh, shit. I didn't even know, because the karate that I trained in, these dudes were out of the community, kind of, they all still had jobs. They weren't, no one was teaching us. They weren't professional martial artists. No, they were, but they were. Their profession wasn't being a martial artist. Right, exactly. But they, and it was more of a service to the community. And they would, you would pay tuition just so they would make sure that you would pay tuition. They'd have four black belts, but it'd be the toughest four guys in the world. Yes. Meanwhile, the school up the street's got a hundred black belts. Right. And, and they, none of them can fight. And it was like that for us because we trained in Camden, but our main school was, was in, was in Vineland. And when we would go down there, it was like, yo, this is totally different. You this know, like a Puerto this, Rican school. The, in Vineland? No. Oh, it wasn't? No, no, there was no Puerto Rican schools. Uh, there was no Puerto Rican karate schools in the city. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, racial on me, son. I'm just trying to figure this out. Saying, I've never seen is, this place. I'm trying to figure out why I didn't know about these schools. There's, a, there's enough issues. Let's let's get let's along. Go. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out why these uh these karate schools were just flying underneath my <laughs> nose. No, <Nah>, man. <laughs> Listen, man. And, and yo, we had programs all over the city as well. So now, nah, uh, Sensenlingo, he's he's uh he's black. So um phenomenal phenomenal martial artist and incredible. It's incredibly intelligent too. So um we are. Main dojo, humble dojo was in Vineland, and we would have to go down there to test and do this and do that. And we would go down there, son, and like wreck shop. And you look at these other kids, like, what's going on here? And then you realize that it's just different. Like, you know, the way he trains us in the city was different than how they trained people in Vineland. And then there was a, like a, a program in Echelon. Man, those kids were really like, like, I didn't even, you know, they're having fits and tantrums and like nah we didn't that stuff didn't happen in this city so you don't think karate's bullshit like tim carpenter <laughs> no not not really no no i don't i don't feel the same way it's important to me it was important right but right, wait, but I, those I, two I, schools I you went to were bullshit yeah which ones the 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 one in violent and the one in echelon right i, I mean you said i would say they were bullshit they just they didn't train with the same intensity and they didn't have the same um they're they're it was just different it was just different compared to us I don't, you know, those guys, they weren't as tough as we were, definitely. But I don't think they needed to be. I think, you know, the, all they thought about was, it was an activity. It was like, for us, for us, it was it was about survival. And when I taught, my whole thing was like, I'm teaching people how to save right. their so, own lives and save themselves. Likely in, in Echelon, I don't know about violent, is that, you know, they were, that was the business of a martial arts school yes. in Echelon. That's right? where, like, that's where that, I got exposed to the business. Side and the business of martial arts is a lot of push hard, press get the money, Promote people, give them a, a tag, a yeah. sticker, a button, mm -hmm. and keep it moving. Yeah, and those guys, they were really good at it. You know, whereas for us, it was important that we stressed everything. We were, we were sort of on that path to perfection, so to speak. And we wanted to make sure we, we executed better than anyone else. And then we were just tough. You know what I mean? We were right. And schools like that die in the suburbs. Yeah. They can't, you know, like. They, yeah, those, it's a little too hardcore. Yeah. You know, you can't take the kids getting yelled at or. But like you um, said, they weren't running to. that gym for money. It was like a nah, service man. to the community. It was a service to the community. You paid so, just so the, you know, just to play. So right. they, he knew that you were. Invested. You were invested in I it too. I got a question for both of y'all. Because uh, I always wondered this. In the karate school, in the uh, BJJ school, how old do you have to be to have a black belt? 18 in jiu-jitsu. 18, right. yeah. That minimum age is 18. I think in karate, it was like you couldn't be... In the form of karate I've trained in and in the school that I trained in, um, they didn't want to give you one uh, less than 16. They In some systems, another system I trained in, they had something they called it a junior black belt. 
Okay. Because you weren't officially a black belt until a certain Because I don't know people that yeah. had like black belts in yeah. karate, and I'm like, dude, you're 11. Yeah, my neighbors when I was growing up, yeah. they were like 11 years old and they were both yeah. like and third degree black belt. Right, and by I the time they're like still to this day, it's like, yo, I'm a black belt, bro. Done. And, and, yeah. and they, yeah, they, they don't got care. their black belt in like sixth grade. And Jiu-Jitsu, it, you're not even allowed to get a blue belt until you're 16. Nah. Right. Yeah, so and, and all that's, look, everybody runs their thing, how yes. they run it. And it's that's like, how they do it. You want to give a kid a black belt? Like, we as adults have to look at that and be like, okay, I'm not fearful of an 11 year old black belt. Right. Right. You know, like you have to step back and be like, well, why would I, uh, an 11 year old black belt is going to kick my ass? No, they're not. You know, this is the, biz, again, the business of martial arts, right? the business of the black belt club, the business of yeah. how the uh, karate schools became the most successful martial arts businesses for a very long time right. is this model of giving kids an 11 year old, a nine year old, a 10 year old, I mean, a black belt. Are, I think. Yeah, they still, likely, right? Yeah, and it's like an exhibition. Like you, you take. I've seen little kids like the store. You know the store you go to. Yeah, that son, the big kid. Mm-hmm. Yo, they would lay. He did all kinds of shit. He had all kind. He had shit was reflective. He was breaking boards before everybody. The the you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like the one the older yeah. guy. Yo, they would lay it out, man. Because what they are is basically they're like the marketer for your school. Like when you have this these little champions or these little groups. People are amazed. Oh, look what he can do. No one takes into effect, like, oh, I'm a 200-pound man. I'm going to grab this 12-year-old and throw him across the room. Right, right, right. And, you know, his cutout is not going to help. Right. But, no, nah, people are so impressed and everyone, you know. Yeah, you know, but it's funny to me when uh, an adult will be like, oh, yeah, my my son's a black belt. Yeah. And awesome. They accomplished something. Like, they got from the fourth grade to the fifth grade. Great. Right. But they're still 10 or 11 years old. Like, what do you, what, what do you think this black belt just did for this kid? You know, because maybe he can fight another ten or eleven year old, but don't. Sometimes the king right. of the ten. But you know, so yeah. I said maybe, yeah. right? But not always. But all right, kid came to class. He's working hard. He's you know, if it's if schools run the right way, maybe, hopefully he's got discipline. Right. He's a self starter. Those are the things that ultimately, if a kid's eleven and he's getting a black belt in karate, no matter what, we're like, look, I'm my daughter's never getting a black belt at eleven years old. This is not happening. It's not not who I am. Not what we do. But if I sent her somewhere and I wanted her to go to a karate school and they gave her a black belt and they said she's a karate black belt. As long as she's doing all the things that she needs to do, hey, go for it. I, but we all know that that's not a, a black belt like we're black belts. Right, it's different. what we are. It's, yeah. much, it's, it's, it's different. And, I, and understanding that was pretty interesting to see like how, you know, because these, like karate wasn't their focus. These kids like in Echelon and these kids from Voorhees, like, you know, their path was set. Like I know that this one kid, an Indian kid, um, you know, these kids are going to be doctors. Like these, this, it was already set for them. And I remember the one guy, the one guy we were doing self-defense together because I just jumped in for his black belt test and he went to go do something. And I just thought it was like the weirdest move. But when he did it, you know, I just, I made sure that he, you know, it went well for him. And he, and he was so impressed, man. I, he was just like, oh my God. And then afterwards, you know, uh, the head instructor, Master Artizi was like, do you, you know, JB, you know, he's he's accomplished. He's been training for a long time. And you took him down the way you did. <laughs> and I remember looking at Master Artizi before he, you know, as he was executing the technique, I remember looking at Artizi and Artizi was like, looked at me and I was like, all right. And then, you know. He just I got went, you out here taking dives. <laughs> and listen, man, listen, this kid, hopefully I'll see him next time I go to the cardiologist or something like right, that. Right, right. He remembers man, you. He takes care of me. Yeah. But other than that, like, it wasn't no big deal. Or he says, that's I'm going to let you die the way I tried to kill you. I think that's a big part, especially with kids, is a kid, I don't know how old you were. I wasn't, no, I was an adult when this okay, happened. Okay, yeah. When this but happened. for a kid to be able to understand that sometimes you got to let so I have kids in yeah. class that some kids are like way ahead of the other yeah. kids. No. 
and almost all those kids recognize like I got to let this kid win once in a while. Yes. Like, let, let Shout them, out to my you know son, I mean? man. I'm so proud of him. Yeah. That too. <laughs> so like that's a that's an that's important, important skill. Thing. Yeah, I had it is. Yeah, I was teaching one time one of the class classes at um at the old school, the one on um Fork Landing. And at the end, I was like, "All right, guys, what do you want to? I'm gonna let everyone try to do a technique." And um, I think the kid's name was Sam. Remember Sam? Little, little yeah, kid, he's over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sam is tiny. He's a very good high school wrestler um, right now. Yeah. So Sam was tiny, son. And he, I said, all right, what do you want to do? He's like, I'm going to try this one. And he grabs my lapel, grabs my hand, he puts his foot. And, you know, Sam is tiny. And he's Six. going to, what, what's that? Tom- Tomonagi? Tomonagi, the suicide yeah. throw. So you have to try. Sacrifice. So sacrifice. Now, no, no, no. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Wait, wait. Suicide. In his case, doing it to you, it is a suicide throw. But yes. So <laughs> the first kid did something and then maybe a double leg and took me now. So now Sam wants to do the, the sacrifice throw. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, at that time, you know, I'm, I'm just pretty good. I can go with it. I can roll, you know. And he, I said, you really? He was like, yeah. And I was like, all right. And he does it. And, you know, just like with the kid's name was Omnipom and in, in Evesham. Just like with him, I went with it, you know. And then the funny thing was everyone cheered. And I remember telling the parents, I said, yeah, it's okay now until I crush one of these kids, right? <laughs> so 240 pounds of me lands on top of yeah, one of these 40-pound yeah. kids. Yeah. And I think, I think I got, I think... I was thrown six more times after that because every kid wanted to do it, but the, they were so jazzed up afterwards. And I remember Pete saying something to me about it. it was like, yo, what did you do? Cause it was like, I put the pressure on him. Cause I knew I was, you know, I wasn't my frequency for the children. You know, it wasn't, I didn't teach that often. So I came in kind of like Mr. Happy, like, right, right, right. you know, and yo, it was a, it was a great experience, but I knew how to go with it. And I think it did a great thing for the kids. So well, along that, along those lines, like sometimes, you know, Kids so need they, to learn to be successful. And be fearless, yeah, you know, to yeah. a degree. Like, yeah, try they need, it. they need to see that they can do something that, like, seems almost impossible. But yeah, does like, this correlate with the religious type of thing that you see later on with adults? Like, you know how you're watching these karate demonstrations mm-hmm. and everybody's awed by a guy doing this, like, fake, like, huh. Oh, I, think two, I think they're two completely separate nah, things. No, I think it seems like the two I things relate a little bit are. in a way it makes people feel it about is, it, it when It is like when Ninja Rob kicked my brother in the throat, I was one of those other people that watched the guy hit him with the finger. Oh, he knocked him out with his finger. Because you get caught up. So I was caught up in like, it's just a... You just got kicked in the Adams apple. It's all right. You can breathe. He didn't crush your trachea. Yeah. And my brother's like, oh, oh, oh. you know, he's di- basically dying almost. Yeah. But when you're the army of the willing, which I was, when you go to those events, that's what they want. And a lot of guys. The army of the willing thing. Army of the yeah. willing, yeah. They yeah, but it's like them. going to a faith healer. That know? too. Or a psychic or what well, have yeah. you. And you have to people, be in that frame. You have you to look, be You got to be looking moldable. for it. Yeah. Be looking. I have a, like I have a, my godfather's a voodoo priest. And for years I would see him do his thing. You know what I mean? Turn into this. Being, he starts smoking a cigar, blow smoke on you, and then tell you a bunch of. Sh- and I'm just sitting there like, really? We'd have to go up to Washington Heights in in New York because he's Dominican. And I'm just like, really? Is it? He's gonna he's gonna tell you to talk to trees and shit like that. Like that's one of the things he said to me. But you gotta want that when you go there to try to look look for this stuff. So it was a, it was a sim- very similar thing. So um, all right, folks. So did I cover? Did I didn't? Did I cover you, everything about Ninja Rob? You killed. You killed it. You think so? I, think so. I don't. I don't I hopefully, know. Ninja Rob's not I want to say. So, I wanted to say something controversial. I thought we were going to get something. I want to piss your fans off. What would make them angry? They probably didn't hang out this long. So oh, you okay. go, go ahead. Damn. So the three we, of them. How long we've been at it? I don't know. Right so there, hour. there you go, people. The story of Ninja Rob. That's it. This is my first and last time. Ho- hopefully. <laughs> okay. You've been here twice. Marco, I've never been. So it's my sister. your first time and your last time. <laughs> there we go. First time and last time. Marco said it one time. I don't want him to take over. Why would he think I would take over? Too late. <laughs>
Peace. Yo, if they if they request me, <laughs> hold on. Did you stop it? Yo, let, let, let's nah, the first show it. ever. Yo, if they, re- the yo, they request me, happened. am I coming back? If they request me, yeah, I would love that. Guys, back. all three of you, don't you have someone in like uh, Chechnya listening or some shit like that? Listen, right. you gotta say peace now. All right, peace. Tim and I would like to thank our sound engineer and studio owner, Devin Wade, for always doing a great job with with the sound, but also the beautiful facility that we get to use here at SFX Studios. We'd also like to thank Eddie Lynn, who takes and donates his time to the podcast to do all the, uh, the video editing and everything you see on our social media. So really appreciate that from Eddie Lynn. And we'd also like to thank our friend Ralphie Darden, a.k.a. DJ Major Taylor, who gave us uh, the original music that we use. So uh, you're welcome, Tim. For and almost me. just as importantly as everybody else that he mentioned, we would like to thank all of our listeners that submitted questions. This is the Ninja Rob podcast with Marco Barazzo and Tim Carpenter, the podcast for the true martial artist.